John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell... We're excited about this one, and thank you guys for listening. Today is October 9th. The Yankees will be playing the Guardians in the postseason in the ALDS, and it starts in two days. I'm very excited. We're going to talk all about the Yankees. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode number 809, the first postseason episode of 2022 season. My name is Jimmy. Got Jake with me. We got Zach producing as BBD is away for the weekend, gearing up for a postseason push brought to you by SeatGeek. And for the playoffs, SeatGeek has changed their code. So if you've already used it and got your discount, you can still use this one. It's not for first time purchase only. It's code JOMBOYPLAYOFFS. 10% off any ticket. You can go to games one and two in the Bronx and use it both times. So code John Boy Playoffs for 10% off. Brought to you by SeatGeek. I am jazzed up to talk to you, Jake. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever as I'm in Colorado and you're in the Bronx. How you doing? Yeah, how about it? You and BBD busting out wedding weekends on me. How the tides have turned. Uh, yeah, thank you, SeatGeek. If you already know, they've been presenting our live streams. We are going to be streaming Game one uh, should be pretty nutty. I mean, we're starting to get the juice, right? We didn't know who the Yankees would be playing. The Guardians win their two games against the Rays. Now that we know and it's here, we can preview the series. We also we have a ton of merch at the store. The, the, the big number 99 shirts are incredible. We did another, like, concert tour short that's badass. So go check that out. Get ready for the postseason. I'm doing well. I mean, it's been... It's been fun. I mean, Friday kind of had that March Madness vibe to it when it's like, okay, it's a work day, games start midday, nothing's real, especially that Guardians Rays series. Yesterday got real because it was elimination games. Like, it's you, you know it from Blitz Ball. Like, when the elimination games kick in, that notch goes up to an unreplicable, unreplicable notch um, that I'm... I'm so excited and so scared to feel those Yankee feelings um, because it's going to be quite a rush. And today, I know you just, you had the wedding last night and then today you wake up and you wake up to Chapman news and we're getting quotes about the roster and we're getting the rotation and everything that it's like, in the past hour itself, the Yankees playoffs have become so much more real. They've officially started, and I have a car to my left just going off. I don't know if you can hear that through the mic. I tried to mute it while you were talking. Can you hear it right now? Just a constant beep? No, nothing. My microphones are awesome. How about that? It's yeah. just the car about 50 feet to my left, and mm -hmm. the alarm's just been going off the whole episode. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, 
what did it for me, Jake, was seeing Boone in the hoodie. Mm, in his post, Boone. in his in his presser today, I saw the Chapman stuff, and then uh, finally, uh, uh, like a little video of Boone talking about it got published, and he was in the like the postseason hoodie. Yeah, and and it, obviously it comes with getting the information and also knowing who we're playing now. But yeah, the juices. Like I didn't, I had FOMO missing the po- missing the other live streams for the other playoffs, and I actually got to watch more of the games than I thought I was going to. But I, the wedding's over, and I really just want to be home now, and doing all the Yankees brain thinking stuff. It's like the only thing I want to do. So I got today, tomorrow, thirteen hour travel day. It's ridiculous. It's like a hellish journey, but. We got to talk Chapman, Carpenter, some other roster updates. All the pitching got planned out. And then just like a big catch up on all of our listeners who aren't tuned into the Guardians baseball. Yeah, I mean, the the series in general. I mean, we're, we're going to try to cover it XYZ for you um, with all the Yankees updates along the way. So um, let's with- start on Chapman because that's just wild news. Yeah, yeah, and the Chapman news is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, talk about taking a weird bet on yourself, or maybe not taking a bet on yourself. Um, DraftKings, the official sponsor of the NFL, and they've been with us all year. You know, that that guy in Colorado, you know, bet Big Aaron Judge to lead the AL in home runs, cashed that ticket pretty easily. Um, and if you bet $5 on any NFL team, you see that New York football team. In London, how about them? Go check out Talking Giants. You will get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. Five dollar bet, you get two hundred. So download the DraftKings Sports we have now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Tell them about Chappie, Jim. So we wake up today and the Yankees are doing all their press conferences and the reports come out that Chapman missed the workout and his excuse wasn't good enough. Ooh, this was a Friday workout? Is that what they're saying? Uh, Sunday? The excuse, I think they said it was Friday. He didn't show up Friday and the excuse wasn't good enough. And the excuse wasn't good enough, so he's not on the roster and he's out. And... um He's in Miami, so Chapman will not be on the postseason roster. I actually thought after the last couple outings and how thin the bullpen was that he was going to be on the roster. I think now, to me, the way I see this news is one terrible look for Chapman, obviously. I'm not trying – anything I say past this isn't like trying to make him look better. Yeah. But the Yankees definitely are spinning this in a nice way for themselves. They, they didn't – he wasn't going to be on the roster at all. There's no way – they were up in the air, but, ooh, this practice. And then they all come out together at the same time, and they're like, well, he might have been on the roster, but he ditched practice. Like, the reason he ditched practice has to be because he saw the writing on the wall and knew he wasn't going to be on the postseason roster and threw a little pissy fit and 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 left. And I'm trying to find the clip, Jake, of when we were doing – I think it was talking Yanks, middle of the season, when he came back from his injury and he wasn't the closer. And I said on the show, I said, does – can Chapman exist as not a closer? Like, is can he is can he be alive and not be a because that's who his whole identity right. is? And I think it's a big crisis of identity for Chapman the whole year. He's out. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think if he had pitched well at all recently, uh, I think, you know, he's he'd be a lock, Lockheed Martin on this roster. He would, uh, you know, if he had looked good, we'd be talking about Araldis Chapman closing games. Like, he, he basically had an opportunity to win it back, even if he wanted to. And uh, I think, and we're going to see what happens when this ALDS roster comes out, and we'll get there, and we've done so much of it already. Uh, but everything we've heard and seen, including Jack Curry's whispers, uh, is that it's going to be 14 position players and 12 pitchers, which when you really got into that crunch, it started to get tighter and tighter that Chapman was becoming a coin flip, and we all banked on the fact that, A, he's got that big salary, and C, you know, his, his history of who he is. Like, he is a premier reliever in the realm of baseball history that... You know, with our closer spot not being secured, you figure he might find a spot over a, a Lucas Litke or, or Castro or whoever it may be at the end of that bullpen. I'm thinking things went down earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm normally not as much conspiracy theory, uh, but there is that the first sniff test was the final game in Texas that it was like, hey, you know, if anyone needs to be tuned up, it's Araldis Chapman, and he did not pitch. And we know how the Yankees operate. I, I mean, they try to keep things as to- close to the chest as possible. But you're absolutely right. Like, Friday's practice was not a do-or-die practice for Aroldis Chapman to make the team. If I, my best guess, and again, we're all just guessing, so don't, you know, don't, don't take this to the bank. I would assume that at some point it was kind of revealed that the Yankees weren't going to take Aroldis Chapman. Um, I don't know if that tied into Wednesday or not. I would assume it did. And then I would assume that the Yankee PR machine uh, did get involved and, like, (laughs) Chapman not going to this practice, which maybe he knew he wasn't going to be on the roster and they maybe didn't even invite him to, he didn't show up and the Yankees are saying, well, Raldis Chapman didn't show up to practice. So who knows what actually happened uh, but, I mean, all things considered, I mean, in, the Yankees go to the CS and there's a <laughs> an insane amount of injuries. Uh, you won't see Aroldis Chapman in a Yankees uniform again. And I do think that that solidifies the 12, if they're going with 12 pitchers that will be on the roster. I think, I, in my best guess, um, obviously Cole, Nestor, Sevy, Tyone, uh, you got Herman as the long man, Trevino, Loizaga, Efros, Wandy, all locks. And then I think it's Litke, Clark Schmidt, and Holmes if he's healthy. The only question is if, if Holmes isn't healthy, who is it? Because we kind of, the crunch became easy with, with Chapman and Britton down um, and Marinaccio down. Like you, losing those three, you're set. I mean, otherwise, if it's not Holmes, it's Abreu or Castro or Weissert. So even if yeah. Clay can't go game one and then there's the off day, I think they are going to put him on. Like Holmes kind of said, I'm good. Maybe not for game one, but there's an off day there, game off day. So that bullpen crunch became pretty easy, no? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's funny. It's, uh, it's a phrase that I've stumbled into now, our fifth year doing this, that these stuff 
These things kind of figure themselves out. Now, the Chapman thing may not have figured itself out, and they may Yeah, have, that was a decision they made, I believe. They may have made it figure itself out. There's some yogiisms for you. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll read them again uh, just so. Cole, Nestor, Luis Severino. There's three. We'll put Tyone as a starter bucket for now. That's four, but that's a conversation that came to light today, and we may have been on that early. So there's your four, and then Clay, Wandy, Johnny, Scott, Lou, Domingo, Litke, Clark. Um, and yeah, there it is. So, yeah, I mean, Miguel Castro stands, raise up. Um, Albert Abreu or Weissert, I mean, maybe, maybe this would be a discussion if we were facing a team like the Blue Jays that was so righty-heavy, and Litke really wouldn't have any lane that maybe you could talk yourself into a Weiser or Castro, but they're not. They're playing the Guardians, who have a bunch of lefties and switch hitters, That and Licky's been really good. So, yeah, I think the pitching, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Yep, which let's go uh, to the bigger news that we actually got on the hitting side of things, is that Carpenter's going to be on the roster. He took Nestor deep yesterday. Boone said he looks great. Carpenter said he doesn't feel limited. Now, earlier, a couple days ago, before the workouts, Boone said he's going to be on the roster as a plug-in off the bench or whatever term he uses. So pinch hitter. He said he doesn't expect him to play the field. I don't know if that changes uh, after these workout days. But if that's the case, Jake, if, if, if Carpenter's on the roster, one, that's awesome. We can talk about that. And he looks great. He's blah, blah. on. They've they've admitted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was it. That's a fun conversation. But two, if he's pinch hit only, it open it changes the rest of the bench. So yes. Yeah, so check check the box. Matt Carpenter's on the roster. They've confirmed that he's looked good. They um the the moment they said he was going with Wandy, I kind of, it. It, it became official in my head, but he's going to be there. And again, I know it's been my corny elevator line, but he's had the best 100 at-bats in baseball this year. Better than Aaron Judge when he was out there, which, again, broke the home run record. Pretty cool. Good shirts at the store. Shopjohnboymedia.com. Um, hey, re- real quick, that, that, that shirt that you held up at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. on its way to become one of our best sellers ever. This one or the other one? The other one, the 99 and 9 shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. I wore it the other day during the stream. Uh, yeah, but the numbers are crazy. People love it. So, Matt Carpenter, I, the other thing that's tied to this is I guess I, I only allowed my realm, which the people know I'm a dreamer. I only allowed myself to picture Matt Carpenter in this series as a pinch hitter. Uh, the guy is a, an older ball player. He is not an outfielder, and that's where when he played for the Yankees, that's where he went. One of the things said he was going to play first base today, which I was like, okay, I don't don't really care about that. Uh, well, I think that's because I think all hints are leading to DJ being off, or some hints are, and Carpenter being an option at first allows Marwin and DJ to be off. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I know we're still not fully aligned on that. I, th- I think there's a good chance DJ could be off. I think DJ could be on. I think he's easily the biggest question mark. But um, Matt Carpenter, to get in the lineup, um, 
would still have to be a corner outfield spot. Because even what you're saying, as as a bench fill-in player, Rizzo gets pinched run for, sure. Could he play an inning there? Absolutely. But if Matt Carpenter looks like Matt Carpenter and you need to get him in the lineup, your only options are corner outfield, and that's right field at Yankee Stadium. I don't think you can even play him in Cleveland. That's, a, that's an expansive outfield. But say if we moved on to play Houston, you'd eye the left field there, the Crawford boxes he played there earlier this year. So I think this series... You need to get Matt Carpenter a pinch hit at bat a game <laughs> to see what he looks like, uh, even if it's a blowout either direction. So that's interesting and something to circle. But, yeah, it's going to be good to have him. And it's also, if you've been watching these playoffs or you just know playoff baseball, it's a sneaky impossible ask. Like, we just said this guy's going to get one pinch hit at bat in a playoff game against a team that just shut down a lineup for 25 innings. So uh, it's going to be a really tough ask for Matt Carpenter. And hey, if he's got the magic stick, I hope it feeds into this series and I hope it leads to some crazy conversations for a potential CS series. I'm excited for it, uh, but it gets very interesting if he's pinch hit only, which I we had, like you said, we had thought this, but it basically confirmed it. Because, Jake, there's not many guys in the starting nine that you're going to pinch hit for. So I'll just go down and eliminate the ones you're not. You're not going to pinch hit for Judge. You're not going to pinch hit for Rizzo, for Stanton, for Glaber. If he's healthy, we got to figure that out. Um, Now, I don't think you're going to pinch hit for Bader. I understand you may sometimes and slide Judge to center, but you, you traded for a guy to be your defensive replacement. I think you I have. Think he's, I think you have to put him in the yes column because if it's eighth or ninth, the, yeah, eighth or ninth inning, and the Yankees are losing, you are pinch hitting for him. You are. You are. But he's not like a fifth inning tie game pinch hit. That's who. I, and that's where we're trying to line Carpenter into. I feel like it's like just chase that moment, not late and desperate. You know, like there's some pinch hits where it's you're losing or you're tied, and it's the eighth ninth inning. But we're trying to say they should use Carpenter as, hey, bases loaded and IKF's up in the fourth inning. Put Carpenter in. You got to you know, think about like that, yeah. Earlier. So the only options there are the catchers and IKF that you'd do that for that early. Um, you don't think Donaldson? I think. Skill-wise, yes. I just don't know if they'll do that. But. Yeah, maybe, maybe those are the two buckets. Maybe Donaldson and Bader would be later in the game, and yeah. IKF and the catchers are basically fair game throughout. Fair, Yeah, whenever the moment finds them. Short stops and, in the catchers, excuse me. Yeah, and the Guardians are all righty pitching. Quantrill, Bieber, McKenzie, all righties. There are four big dudes in the bullpen, all righties. Carpenter's a lefty, going to be able to come off the bench, and you're going to. there's going to be a lot of options. It's not like he's a righty and you have to search out the lefty pitcher or the lefty, you know, to get the matchup you like. like every time there's a big spot, it's probably going to be a matchup. So in my mind, it opens up the lane for Peraza, which Hicks said, or, or Booney said he's not off, but if IKF is now potentially being pinch hit for, in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning, you need a backup shortstop that's a glove guy. Like when they went and got Echeverria, where they called up Squid because they just wanted the defense. Peraza's a plus-glove prospect. Marwin's not going to be there. 
And if Oswaldo is your guy, then you're moving so many pieces, you're probably doing a three-bench move. If you pinch it for IKF and you have to move as Waldo to move someone else to go play the outfield from the bench, you can't do that. You can't have one pinch hit, use three bench guys. So for me, him being pinch hit only really means Peraza has to be on the roster. Well, and the other th- interesting thing with that, and I will just so comments don't come off you, that Cleveland will probably have one lefty, Henches, who just had a really good outing. So we'll we'll see if that. Yeah, yeah and involved. they have another. They have Henches and they have another guy, but they're they're main. Right, they're stable. a lot of their core is is right handed. Um, maybe that opens up. Uh, the only thing that I'd add to that is, you know, we said Carpenter's probably in the late in game bucket. Um, you know, we saw that lineup with IKF at third, uh, and as Waldo at shortstop. So maybe maybe he's in more. In play more than we think, and they would make that shift. Um, we'll see there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've been... With Peraza, A, how much he's been playing, and B, with how good he's been playing, it feels like he needs to be on this roster. And yeah, I you know, I've talked about the shortstop kind of transitive plan, like... I know they believe in IKF's defense and slapping it around. And, hey, I hope those find the right moment this series and we are lauding it and we're saying fantastic. But, yeah, I, I think if you're really trying to attack this series, um, you kind of need Peraza on the team. So, um, yeah. So, if then if then Higgy and Carpenter are locks, there's three more spots if they go to 14. Peraza, Hicks, DJ, Tilo. Now, if DJ is I, – I had DJ on until I heard the way Boone talked about him because I thought even that what he offers off the bench is there. Um, obviously, Marwin as well, an option. Do you think Hicks will be on? And Ben and Tendy, they gave an update that it kind of said, nah, not for the DS. Yeah. It could be faking us, but it was like likely not ready for the DS, but making good progress. Yeah, it could be Deke season. I mean, we'll we'll find out 10 a.m. I believe the roster is due Tuesday morning. Um and yeah, I uh Hicks, Lo Castro, and um Hicks, Lo Castro, Marwin and DJ is is the biggest how do you do that? Um I think from what we've seen from Oswaldo and even Carpenter and just what they can actually provide, it feels like Marwin's been off. Um, And I I know that's tough because he's been pole-to-pole with the team and he's definitely a well-liked guy. He's a veteran presence, switch hits. He plays every position. What he is as a bench player is fantastic during the regular season. Unfortunately, in the postseason, everything changes. Like, we are... You need guys that will contribute at a plus level, not a guy that will be there uh, and, and, and exist. And even Hicksy, like he's been playing good ball of lately, and, and he, can, he can thrive. Mar- There's no world where Marwin takes off and excels this playoffs. It's just like he's around and he can play an inning and get a weird extra inning game at bat or something like that. Um. Tilo is the one that I don't know about. I, I know how much the Yankees value the pinch runner. That clearly clicked in their head uh, between Tyler Wade and then getting Tim Locastro. For this first series of five-game set, I'm wondering if they'll leave him off 
and have Peraza or IKF or whoever's there, even Hicksy, be your runner. Um, because we are talking about, you know, a very specific situation for a pinch runner. Um, uh, the stars have to truly align, and if you're going to use a roster spot on that, um, I don't know. So they have brought in this guy who's world-class, top 1% of 1% of guys in MLB at base running and stealing bases. You got that guy for the playoffs. Now we're here to have that guy and not invite him would be brutal, but we're already seeing brutal decisions. And I guess the other thing that is, you know, look at this whole Chapman situation. The other thing that is just holding me back enough on Tilo is how they did treat him during the year. I know they view him as a, they view him closer to Terrence Gore than they should. But they treated him so awful that I, I wonder if, if you, they don't view him as a backup outfielder at all. Tim Castro doesn't have a position for the Yankees in their head. That if only him being a pinch runner, I could see them leaving him off. Yeah, it's my, I think it's DJ and Hicks for those last two spots. And if DJ's not on there, then I think it's, um, If then I think it's Hicks and uh, it could be Tilo or Marwin, but Zine. I mean, it's a big old roster spot for a guy who just is going to pinch run. And how many guys are they going to pinch run for? It's like really only the eighth, ninth inning, late and close, right? And I, so I, I guess I guess that's my, that's my thing where I fall on this because it's let's say Benny's out unless there's some you know Yankees funny business. Hicks, Tilo, DJ, Marwin. Marwin, I just gave you the whole thing. Like, it's, it's, there's just not a plus there. Um, uh, Tilo's limited. I have Hicks on, and I have it down to Tilo and DJ. And I guess it depends how that foot feels. I mean, you know, DJ's sample was small, but is he... You know, we, we've seen games this year where we saw broken Aaron Hicks pinch it, and we've seen games where we saw broken Joey Gallo pinch it. That DJ... Uh, you know, he can give an at-bat and take a walk or poke a ball the other way, which, I mean, could be massive. So, I don't know. In, yeah. my, in my head, if D, if you were willing to do that with DJ and it looked like that, then have him on the team. I Yeah, it's Hicks and DJ or Hicks and... Yeah, I think it's Hicks and DJ for me. Carpenter, Peraza, Higgy, Carpenter, Peraza, Hicks, DJ. But we will await and see. 10 a.m. That was brought to you by Roman, Roman tea support. Um, at, there's going to be a lot of tea going on this postseason. If you think you are low on tea, why would you not get in touch with Roman? Testosterone is so important to your health uh, from libido to blood health and more. Take care of yourself, fellas. Jimmy used to have to remind me all the time. Say, take care of yourself, Jake. If you're struggling with your testosterone, go to Roman, you know, leaders in men's health, and check out their T-support. And for us, Talking Yanks listeners, if you go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks today, you will get $15 off your first order of Roman T-support. Magnesium in there, vitamin D3, zinc, all the good stuff. Free two-day shipping. So, if this is something you're dealing with, fellas, go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of Roman tea support. It's GetRoman.com slash Yanks. Check them out.
Dude, before we get into the Guardians. Sure. The Blue Jays mm-hmm. gave a curtain call for a fourth inning solo shot in a play in an elimination playoff game they were losing in the series. And I've been laughing about that mm-hmm. for so long. Mm. A curtain call for a home run losing in the series. And it was just a it was just a home run. Yeah. Second home run of the game, right? Yeah, but a solo shot. Is fourth inning. Yeah. Judge got his second ever curtain call of his career and he had to break the homer record. Yeah. <laughs> That's been cracking me up, dude. Love it. How could you do that? Anyway, let's talk about the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, man, the Guardians and the Rays played some of the most boring postseason baseball you could find. Those classic pitcher duels where you're like, well, is this a pitcher duel or the hitter's just absolutely terrible and it lands somewhere 60 40 pitchers good hitters bad but i mean they're not they're not known offenses but uh at 15 in a game i was held hostage by it that was the real stuff man that was the real stuff um but so you're absolutely right i i won't deny it i mean and i think Rays fans if they were honest with you i mean their lineup uh where brandon lau uh, you know, he's supposed to be a crusher in that lineup. He's He's been out. Um, Mike Zanino, you know, he's big Z, but he, uh, you know, he contributes. He's been out. Kiermaier, defensive. Uh, ha- seems to find a moment, though. That raised lineup, ain't it? I mean, even Wander Franco, who came back. Yanni Diaz was banged up at the end of the year. Uh, kudos to both pitching staffs. They did their job. Um, Cleveland, um, you know, they have good pitching. They've had good pitching. That's why Matt Blake uh, is in the Yankees organization. He came over from Cleveland. They've got a little bit of a pitching factory over there. Um, I do want to give more credit to Cleveland uh, because of what you just mentioned. Toronto had two games at home, uh, and they lost. St. Louis, who was you know, a, team, a team of destiny, a team that a lot of people like, they had two games at home, and they lost. So, you know, Guardians get credit. They took care of their business, even if it was ugly. Or not. Uh, the good news, I mean, recapping some of the stuff this year, Yankees played them six times. They went five and one against them. Uh, the AL Central as a division is is weak. Um, although, you know, some people are taking shots at the AL East right now because the Rays and the Jays lost. Um, and, you know, I, I know you're you're deep in the Velo world, Bieber and McKenzie. That's kind of not their game. And I, I know a lot of the a few of the Yankees, a lot of players around baseball struggle with Velo. Um, on paper, this bodes as a decent matchup for the Yanks. Uh, Jose Ramirez, I mean, that guy's got an argument uh, to be, you know, one of the probably top two guys on the field. That judge guy has has a leg up on him this year, I think. Um, but the Yankees, they have their rotation lined up, and they are... From regular season and what they're lined up to be in the postseason, they have the more talented roster. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's start with, with Cleveland. They're pitching heavy. That's how they are. Those games are in the shadows. It's impossible to hit. Makes it boring. Playoff games shouldn't start in the shadows. Cleveland scared me way more than the Rays. And I their brand of baseball can get shut down, but it can also beat you in the most frustrating of ways. And I do think, you know, obviously the Rays can pitch. Then there were some really nice defensive plays by Jose Ramirez and Naylor there as well. But um, 
I'm not like over. I don't. I'm, if any Guardians fans, I'm not trying to knock them at all. Those games were just boring. It's not really uh, uh, the skill. The Rays, their hitting was bad, but the Rays fans knew that. Um, I do think that the Yankees will put up a better fight offensively versus those pitchers. You know, I think it will not be uh, as breezy. Half the Yankees lineup might just drop dead in this in the way, but hopefully the big guys can at least, you know, longer at bats. The first game, the average plate appearance was 3.3 pitches for both teams. There was it was 48% of the at bats were two pitches or less. It was like bad baseball. And I think the Yankees who pride themselves on seeing pitches and make going longer and counts, you know, I, I don't think hopefully they're not hopefully they're not able to go Bieber Class A. Uh, you know, eight and one, because that is a formula for success for the Guardians. And the back end of their, um, well, Class A is scary. He's uh, one of the best closers. Class A is electric. If you you don't know, you probably do. You're a baseball fan, talking Yanks. Um, class A is uh, the class A of closers in baseball. A uh, guy throws a a 100-plus cutter uh, that's unhittable when he's right. Although the Yankees, they had a little bit of success when they saw Class A this year, um, and yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see the intensity of this series is going to be very real. I mean, Cleveland and New York, as franchises, have a little bit of history going back to Jose Ramirez in 2017, saying that the you know going back home to wrap up the series. Uh, spoiler: They did not. Um, you know, Kluber, the Yankees got to him. Didi, a lot of memories there. Even if you go back to the late 90s, like you know. <laughs> There's there's a lot of people in baseball that think this the second best team in baseball for a lot of those '90s Yankees years was the Cleveland Indians. Um, so, and I had forgotten about this. Miles Straw returns back to Yankee Stadium uh, after he made some friends in the bleachers this year, and we had one of the uglier Yankees memories this year. So, I think for a Yankees Guardian series, we you know Yankees are favorite five game set. Anything can happen. You know these Guardians are really good and young. I kind of. These games are going to have the juice, man. I mean, Terry Francona in the dugout for the Guardians. Miles Straw is going to be hearing it from the outfield. Um, These are going to be intense. And, yeah, the playoff pitching is clearly another level. Look around at all the games that are going on. Um, That Yeah, you know, this Yankee lineup as of four weeks ago was crazy thin. It was Aaron Judge. Now... Uh, we've got half a lineup. Let's get some Glaber updates, like you've said. Um, and yeah, let's hope the second half of the lineup, whether it's the catcher or third base or, you know, Harry Bader can have a five-game set. We we need some contributions down there because if that second half of the lineup is thin, I mean, those are going to be, those are going to basically be two dead innings, which in a playoffs, that doesn't work. I hope that, yeah, because you can see maybe, especially the first couple games, man. If you know, Oswaldo Cabrera, I, I half me thinks he can come to task and just be, uh, you know, the cocksure kid he is. I have to think he might be a little, little nervous, and you're facing really, really good pitching. Him, uh, I mean, we've seen the Yankees bats go dead all year. It's not like the Yankees are aren't prone to being no hit through six. I think they were no hit through five more than any other team in baseball. Like when they're not on, they're not on. Um, that be, but they, but then you have half the lineup. Hopefully, they come to and they, they, they get long at bats and they fight and they foul off and all that's not a breeze. 
Um, it is it is nice that they might have the advantage here pitching wise and seeing Cal Quantrill in game one instead of Bieber and McKenzie. But I didn't look into this if Bieber has ever pitched on short rest. And I don't think it's the smartest move for the Guardians to make. But I don't know. Tito might see it and like it if Bieber's like, I'm good. He did he threw 97 pitches. None of them were really I mean it's playoffs, so it's high yeah, pressure, but he was he was fucking just going. It was easy. He didn't have any long battle or anything. But I wonder if he can go on short rest. Yeah, we we technically don't know what Cleveland's going to do. Um, we'll see. I I mean, if they go Beaver, that would mean, you know, e- even if he goes, that means you're planning on going into that bullpen early, which means you're planning on game one of the series, kind of throwing most of your party tricks at the Yankees. Which well, I think either way, game one for them is going to be bullpen early. He's never pitched on three days rest, so I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And- it does. Playoffs is when it happens. So we will see. Uh, you know you're going to get Bieber and McKenzie at some point. Uh, those guys' ERAs were both in the twos this year. I mean, say say what you want about the AL Central, and maybe we'll find out. Uh, maybe we'll find out. Although um, the Yankees didn't see Bieber this year. They saw McKenzie, um, and he looked good against them. So um, I don't know. This Cleveland team is good. I, I think that's – I think you're right. We came in a little too Yankee-ish, like – they are young. They are hungry. They are aggressive. They're, they, they do stuff that affects playoff games between high-level defense, aggressive base running. Like, they are going to try to make it happen, um, which, you know, that it, can, it can burn you or it can, it, it can win you a game. So uh, a lot of that is going to be a big pivot point in the series. And like you're saying, whether it's weak, uh, if it's short rest Bieber or it's, um, Savali or Plesak or whatever else they could have up their sleeve for game one. Garrett Cole at the stadium. Mock turtleneck. Like, you better win that game. You better. You have to. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, home field advantage is nice, but also you get your ace when they don't get theirs or, if, you know, if they do, it's short rest for the first time ever. But you got to get game one. And the the thought right now is that it might be Quantrill. Is that that's that's what people are saying? I believe so. That's that's what they think. Well, yeah. So so he so and we'll do a a pregame show yeah. when the it's all there. But I don't think they'll let him go twice through the order. So I do think it's going to be. I know uh, Morgan can go was stretched out for a while and all that. But Cal Quantrill's got to get eight fifty OPS second time through the order, something like that. Um. So I think the Yankees are going to get a bullpen-ish mix and match day, which can be hell. It can be very effective, and they have a lot of good arms out of their pen. Or Quantrill breezes through and keeps going. I hope not. Either way, what I'm trying to paint is it's a game the Yankees should win. If they don't, Cleveland really threw a big first punch. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, assuming it's Quantrill. He's fun. He's not a big strikeout guy, which there's not a, there's not a ton of those in baseball. Um, so, you know, in theory, the Yankees should be putting balls in play, which we know that can either lead to crazy frustration or, you know, may- maybe the Yankees can take advantage of that. And Cole, I mean, this is what it's about, man. Like, I, that's that's why I let, you know, that when you give up five runs at Baltimore, I say, ah, he ate a couple innings after that. And, you know, I say, well, okay, 
Because this is what it's all about. This is why he gets paid that amount of money. It's to take it. Even though Nestor had a better season than him, it wasn't a discussion. Garrett Cole gets the ball in game one because you got to be Garrett Cole. So be Garrett Cole. And by the way, like, there's one bad man in that lineup. Andres Jimenez is great. You know, potential all-JM team guy. Jose Ramirez is the guy. When he comes up, he is the Devers. He is... G-Man Choi, he is Garrett Cole. If you walk him, that's fine, but you cannot. In that first inning, if he gives up a dong to Jose Ramirez, I will say stuff about Garrett Cole that I I have never said before. You don't think he should pitch to him? No, I think he should get his ass out. I mean, isn't that the one guy you would be like, yep, he's the one that's going to homer off you? No, I'd say that's the one guy you can't let Homer off you. I'm saying the first inning, Jim. This game is starting. He's coming up in the first inning. First inning. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I'm saying, yeah, because I, I think their lineup is full of guys that are the type of guy, the Zanino-esque guy that you're like, fuck, that guy's going to pop Cole. He's going to jump. Like, full of just fastball ambushers. And Cole's going to give up a home run. Everyone expect that. You just hope it's a solo shot at some point, so... If, oh, if J-Ram beats him, it's okay. If it's Quan or Straw, all these other guys that you're like, what, dude? How did that? I think I'm First the opposite. What? I think I'm the opposite. Challenge those guys, and if Oscar Gonzalez or one of them clips you, you say, okay, you can't let Jose Ramirez beat you. Well, I know, but that's that's like they say that about Judge, too. But he, if you had to bet on someone beating him, it'd be Judge, so... You know, like that's the guy you would would beat him. He's really good. You're Garrett Cole. Hopefully, he comes to. I mean, this is a contact hitting team. They really struggle versus fastballs. So I think Cole's going to throw a lot of fastballs. He had two really good starts against them um, this year. Naylor did jump him on a on a one zero fastball, I believe. And um, and then his second game against them, he just really really lit him up. Yeah, Cole in April went 6.2 shut, and then in Cleveland, six innings, two earned runs. Yeah. Um, like we all assume, Nestor will be going game two, Severino game three. Um, and maybe this leads us into the kind of the Tyone portion, some interesting Boone quotes there. Said that he's. I actually haven't seen these. Can you read them to me? Yeah, let me. Okay, give me one second. Um, Tyone Boone. Let's see if that brings it up. Um, Aaron Boone feels like Jameson Tyone's ALDS bullpen role could vary, and that includes closing games. Boone said they are leaning towards a three-man rotation, but nothing is finalized. So, um, Tyone is going to be in a unique role. Um, and whether that is if, I think if Cole or Nestor or Sevy is having a, uh, bad day early, I think it's, he's the guy. Or we we talked about that back end of the Yankees bullpen, and I don't know. He, I I like his gusto to come in uh, to try to finish a game. I his stuff isn't tick up in the bullpen stuff, so that it's a little a little nervous. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, at all, he's uh. 
his first innings, his worst inning. You know, so I hadn't seen that. Four seven eight ERA in the first inning. He attacks the zone, which is great, but if you attack it without, you know, it also can lead to bad stuff. And that's a he hasn't done that. Um, when he says close games, I'm hoping he means close out blowout games or, you know, like the five run games, not like get the save. That would be fucking crazy. Maybe we're just talking about like leaps and bounds, like ideas they're having. JMO can't be running out of the pen in the seventh, eighth, or ninth in a two to three run, you know, zero to three run game. Be some hold on to your butt stuff. I mean, I know our our guy. That would be Davy. That would be Davy Hap type decision making. Our just, guy, our just, guy Jordan yeah. Montgomery, who's you know a notorious first inning guy. He came out of the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen last night, and he he got through it without any earned runs. So uh, I don't know. I mean, being being a pure closer, I mean that that feels like a straight up fib. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I think they're viewing him as a weapon. Um, and this was the whole. You know, I started dreaming up a three-man Tyone uh, rotation thing, um, and now where the pitching's settled, it, it was going to be him anyways. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have that circled as a complete wild card. I think if, if Nestor, you know, is struggling to get through four, I, I'd expect Tyone there. Um, or, yeah, I, I don't know if they try to, um, you know, who did, who did the Phillies, not Pavetta, the other guy, Led Zeflin, uh, they've had him coming out of their bullpen. So I don't know. Maybe they've seen that copycat stuff going around the league, and I know you've been calling for it a while. I just I don't I don't think we ever thought it would be Tyone. No, and 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 I'm not upset about it if it's just you know he's our guy. We're up four nothing, and we need the sixth, seventh, the bridge gap from like five, you know half of the fifth to the sixth to seventh. But the word close. Um, you know, I feel like Herman's better, better made for that. Um, and yeah, good for Monty. I think with Monty's new stuff, he only gave up like one earned run as a Cardinal in the first inning, throwing fastballs the whole time and shit like that. But yeah, it would be that would be ridiculous decision making. He's never closed before. I mean. So that's weird. Wild card. I mean, I, he hasn't closed for the Yankees. I can check to see if he's ever. He's ever relieved. I mean, he's got to have reliever stats, but like as a closer. Uh, Tyone. I he's don't... never come out of the bullpen in the ML, in Major League Baseball. Right. Come on, and you didn't do it once down the stretch. That's that stinks. That that smells fishy. That smells like um that smells like Davy Hap decision making. Pinch hit Mike, Mike Ford pinch hit. You didn't do it once. You didn't test it once down the stretch. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think I'd go there because I I the closing spark let's take that out for now. Cause I think that's a bold faced lie. I I think they just want that. I think they want that in Cleveland's head. Um but, you know, I, I know you've referenced Patrick Corbin in the past. Like, I, I think, you know, I, I don't think Corbin came out of the bullpen before that playoffs, um, but I think they're getting Jamison Tyone ready for that. 
Yeah, no, I'm 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 fine with him coming out of the pen if yeah. it's in roles like you know up, up runs, clean inning, and we want you to go throw sixty bullets. How he said the the late and close or whatever, I didn't hear how he said it either. So just I don't know. I think Herman's better fit for that role. Yeah, and hey, you know, we're alluding to it. I mean, how, how much of any of this is smoke and mirrors? We're going to find out. We're going to find out when the roster drops, and then we're going to find out in-game action when, you know, the first time the first time they cut to the bullpen. There is going to be a time they cut to the bullpen, and we are shocked at who's up. Yeah, double barrel season. Mm. Um, do you want to, what else is there to discuss? Lineup? Um, we can discuss some lineup. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, um, from Cleveland that needs to be passed along. Um, I mean, Mackenzie Beaver both shoved. Their bullpen did a great job. And yeah, they are pesky and they're going to run. So, uh, a lot of eyes on, a lot of eyes on the catchers. Um, yeah, not, not a lot of high velo, like I was saying. And, and like a lot of, a lot of the pitchers, a lot of their pitchers are two pitch pitchers to righties for the most part. You know, they might have a third pitch, but it's like 10%. And the Yankees have a lot of righties. So could be good. Uh, could be bad. You know, Tristan McKenzie's best pitch is his curveball, but doesn't really throw it to righties. Right. So the lefties are going to see a lot of more, a lot more different stuff coming at them from these starters. If it's Quantrill, Bieber, McKenzie. Where the righty's kind of, you know, McKenzie, he's fastball slider to righty, and his fastball is way up in the zone. It's yeah, he's 93. a unicorn. Watching him pitch is wild. It's awesome. It's all up. Which at the stadium, put a couple barrels out there. Find that porch, baby. Yeah. Shane Bieber, um, he's fastball slider to righties. And, um, so, you know, they have Rizzo and Oswaldo as the lefties right now, and Carpenter's a pinch hitter. I don't like – we'll see. We'll see. Those high fastballs, the way Trevi and IKF swing, it's a lot of ground balls there. Mm. Trevino does have one of the pitch, pitches hit for home runs that is the most out of the zone. It was that tomahawk he hit. His first home run is the Yankee. Yeah. So let's get another one of those. Uh, Jim, yeah, let's talk lineup in a little bit, just the schedule, just to catch people up. Uh, and that's brought to us by Baseball Today. If you guys uh, are looking for more baseball, which you are. It's October. It's the time to drink in baseball. Baseball Today is now on the Amazon app, Monday through Friday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern live. Um, they take live questions during it. You can join. You can go in there. They'll let you in, and you can ask them, uh, are the Yankees going to sweep? And Chris Rose will be like, no, the Guardians are pretty good. And Trev will go, yeah, dude, they're sweeping. Um, that's not a real clip. That was just me making it up. Download the AMP app today. Use code BASEBALL today uh, to tune in. Um, and, yeah, tune in. Tune in to that and maybe tune in after the Yankees. Just a reminder, Tuesday, game one, we will be streaming. We'll be wearing our merch. Wear our merch with us. Go get yourself some. We're going to be having a lot of fun. Wednesday's an off day, so that's going to feel straight bizarre. Win or lose, that's going to feel weird. And then Thursday, game two, uh, we have a note here, there's a little rain in the forecast. 
We're trying to go to that game, so we won't be we won't be streaming. Um, then Friday, another off day. So it's going to be every other the first four days, which isn't going to really feel like postseason baseball. Um, and then it would, in theory, be three straight. That Saturday, October 15th, I think we sold out. We're doing a, an event at a bar. Uh, pretty cool. And hopefully, maybe if the Yankees advance, maybe we sneak another one in. But, uh, yeah, get ready for a little bit. It's a little bit of a unique schedule compared to previous years. It is. I am like, the off days might be nice because we do a lot, but it's so weird to start it and then have the off day right away. Just stinks. Yeah, I mean, I win or lose. Like, if you lose and you have to soak in that for two days, like, that stinks. If you win and you can't get back out there to try to, like, clinch the series, I mean, losing's obviously worse. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's tough. Not not a fan. I saw a lineup prediction from one of the writers who had Stanton still fifth with hmm. Glaber third and Donaldson fourth. Donaldson can't be the cleanup hitter here, right? Um, Stanton needs to get up more than Donaldson. I tend to agree, uh, especially what we've seen from Stanton recently. And, um, you know, it, it is postseason time. Like Adam Frazier from uh, the Mariners got slid up the lineup because he got a hit and he had really good numbers off of Kevin Gossman. If there's a situation like that, I could be tucked into it. But I think for the first game, no. Um, and yeah, I, I think you 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 know you mentioned as Waldo and Rizzo, like only having two potential lefties, uh, you need to make sure those guys are spaced out right. So I would, like you said, would love an update on Glaber. Last we heard, he was sick, um, and we we don't know what that's fully about. But he was playing really well. And I think, I think I'm more at grips with if Stanton, like if we come into game one and then Stanton hits a homer, I think then you need to move him up to three. But like, like it's been talked about and you mentioned, you know, Rizzo and Glaber, they can put together a really good at bat. Uh, you know, if Stanton's just going to be home runner bust, you know, that can be beautiful or ugly. Judge, Rizzo, Glaber, Stanton... I would go as Waldo, because um, he's been really good lately. Uh, and then that bottom half of the lineup, like we talked about, sure, it gets very righty between Donaldson, uh, Bader, IKF, Trevino, or Higgy. But two of those guys are pinch hit eligible after, like, the fourth inning. So it, your lineup balance doesn't really matter down there. It's true. I am worried about that bottom of the lineup. And I do wonder if they see that as well, Jake, and they see, okay, oh, shit, we can't go Donaldson, Bader, IKF, Trevino, and the and the and they have so many righties on Guardians, and they take Oswaldo Cabrera and say, let's put him seventh, which I think is nuts because I want him to get more at-bats, but just to have like Rizzo, and, and maybe Rizzo goes three then, and that's how you can break him up and not have a stretch. You'd have four, five, six there of righties, but those are good righties. Uh, what's the thought I had is like, would they drop Rizzo to three and and Oswaldo to seven? I don't think so, but with how righty heavy they are, just trying to think about 
all the different things they might do. I think with Rizzo's season, they like him being the enforcer behind Judge. Like, if you make the mistake, you've got to pitch to a lefty with the short porch, especially, you know, at the stadium with Rizzo. You know, you, you make a mistake. If you're careful with Judge, you are a bad pitch away from two runs. Like, easily. Uh, and Rizzo had an incredible year. I think they still leave him as the insurance. And they kind of like Glaber 3. We've sneaky seen that. I also uh, kind of do, too. And I, I, I guess sliding his Waldo down, we don't know what that does. Like, I obviously believe in him. I'm wearing the necklace. I'm a blind Yankees fan. He's a rookie. Like, I think his personality and who he is, I think, fits perfectly for the playoffs. He's, he's not the over-amped guy. He's kind of, he just believes in what he does and, and does it. Um, sliding him down to seven, it's not like that instantly makes the bottom of our lineup like, whoa. Like, it, it just feels like we're almost taking away an at what can be an impactful at-bat near the middle of our lineup. When, let's be honest, the bottom of our lineup has to be, let's see some pitches, you know, sneak in a couple at-bats. If you get the big two-out hit, that's incredible. Or, you know, if that nine-hole hitter gets on before Judge, we've seen over the past four weeks how impactful that is. Because if, if someone slaps a double... You intentionally walk Judge, and now we've got a full-blown rally. Um, if someone gets a single and they have to pitch to Judge, the whole stadium thinks a two-run homer is coming. So that bottom of the lineup just has to flip it over. Flip it over. Yes, I agree. I mean, I don't think they're going to drop him. And I wonder if the stand does go four, but a Donaldson, or five, fifth, but Donaldson four. I don't know. It's just, you know, he's he sees a good amount of pitches, and maybe that helps, but I I, I like Judge, Rizzo, Glaber, Stanton, Cabrera, Donaldson, Bader. I kept, same as you. That's what I would do. I just, it is a lot of righties at the bottom there. That can get breezed through. Like, let's not be overly biased here, Yankee fans, even though we are. Help it a little bit. Like, you know, Bieber, McKenzie, some of their relievers. And Carpenter's a good drag and drop, but you only get to do that once because then he's not taking the field. So then you're pinch hitting him. You know, if say he is in the fifth, he gets that one at bat. He's not taking the field. So then you got Peraza there or Hicks, who does become a lefty. Um, yeah. You know, that, that bottom of the order can get breezed through. And it, it, you should it's not a shot fired at the Yankees. You could say that about any bottom of the lineup uh, in these playoffs uh, outside of maybe Houston, but actually Houston too. I mean, some of the guys they put at the end of their lineup uh, with how good playoff pitching is, um, you know, go look at some of the box scores from yesterday. Um, that Yeah, I mean, we've seen top of the lineups get mowed down. Um, you know, I, I think that Cleveland top of the lineup yesterday, Quan... Rosario and Ramirez, I think they were something like 0 for 15. So it's playoff baseball. It's a different animal. <laughs> Maybe we're talking about Jose Trevino, uh, DS MVP for throwing out base runners, and he puts together a little a little 6 for 11. But let's see it. I like that. The other thing is defensively, <clears throat> this is a contact team. I don't know what their stats were. I know everyone says Cleveland plays contact. They were like, you know, bottom five in home runs. They are best when they're kind of spraying the ball everywhere and getting 
soft hits and and then hard hits and going first to third and playing that old school style of ball. I'm trying to look up their contact rate, but what I'm getting to is the defense has to be good. They like Donaldson out there at third. Um, Glaber's been good at 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 second. IKF has been good on balls to his left and his right. But I do think you can't – you saw how many double plays helped in the Rays-Guardian series, if you watch that at all. A lot of runner on first got erased by inning-ending double plays. The Yankees hit into those, but they need to be turning them too. Like, you need to get – you need to get double plays. I don't know if that's ever talked about. You know, home runs when you playoff games. Like, double plays when you playoff games, man. You need to turn double plays. Get some stats on that. Um, yeah, and it's – uh. We say it a lot with offense, like the stats get wiped out. The Phillies and the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals are like an all-world defensive team. The Phillies were like the joke of baseball with their defense. Guess what? The Phillies had two bang-up games defensively. St. Louis had two bad games defensively. Philly moves on. St. Louis went home. So, yeah, uh, make the plays. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> – it's playoff baseball. There's, there's no excuses. Make the Check play. this out. The Cle- Cleveland Guardians are fourth in MLB. We're fourth in MLB this year, a soft contact percentage. Mm. So only three teams had more soft contact than them. Medium contact, Fangraphs has medium contact. They were third. Medium contact. Hard hit balls, hard contact, they were 29th. So defense got to come to play because it's going to be a lot of ground balls, a lot of flares over that infielder's head, outfielders coming in. I think Bader's going to play large as Waldo might play pretty big and left, especially throwing runners out. And um, that's going to be huge too, keeping runners to first, you know, on on balls that do drop in or find the line, keeping them to first, uh, keeping doubles to singles, all that shit that, that just is amplified so much more in playoff baseball. Johnny Lasagna time, weak contact versus weak contact. That should be fun. A little scary for me, but, but yeah. All right. We'll get the the roster and do a little video then on Tuesday. We'll get the lineup and do the pregame show on Tuesday. We'll be live in the live stream lounge, so join. I'm, I think um, last year we had 10,000 concurrents for the wild card game, which was incredible. It's a fun time, so. That should be good. I'm excited. And and tune in. Well, there's only one more game before then. Yeah. I don't know when this is coming out. Mets. Only one wild card series going three games, huh? Kind of disappointing. Yeah, I uh I realized that every Saturday going forward in the wild card area is free money day. House money day. Uh if you win that first game and you get to play with house money, that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing. Cool. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Big go Yankees guy. Um, and excited. Excited to go through the ride with you guys. I'm really excited. I had to get out of this place. Get back to the East Coast. Start Dude. feeling the environment. Get myself a bagel. Playoff baseball. I'm excited. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>